Fed can just print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. Ladies and gentlemen, coming in hot with a early second weekly episode for you. I didn't want to wait an extra day or two to get this content out to you because it was a phenomenal conversation that I had with Ken of Black Pill Radio. This is an incredible podcast. If you haven't already heard it, go check them out. The best way to find them, in my opinion, is on Instagram, blackpillradio underscore You've got all the great shit that they're doing over there. They've got their link tree in their bio. You can get all their cool promo codes for their great sponsors. They've got a new merch shop. They're selling all kinds of cool stuff. Um, You can also donate to help support their show. And uh, they've got their advertisement free viewing on Rockfin. They've got the Patreon. Please go and check them out. Shane and Ken, great guys. Haven't talked with Shane yet. But Ken's a, a fun dude to talk with. I, him and I always have awesome conversations. He's been on the show back when Brandon was a part of DWP. And, um, I mean, again, continuously fun information coming from this dude. And in this episode, we talk about the Anunnaki and this really weird underground base that Ken brought to my attention that it seems to be some otherworldly technology down deep under romania and i mean just a fun fun deal here i get into some very interesting stuff in the patreon portion of the conversation i play this uh alleged radio tv hacked alien uh situation it's hard to explain you're just gonna have to hear it supposedly in 1977 uh a news show got hacked into by some aliens i think it was humans playing an elaborate hoax But what they say back in 1977 really has a lot to do with what we are going through today. These aliens talk about this uh, period of great awakening that humans may be going through in the near future. And we can either come together or we can crumble as a society. And I think that we're doing the latter right now. But I'm not trying to be too negative here uh, because, as you can see, Ken is a positive dude, even though he's blackpilled. He's always fun to talk with, and um, I mean, I I can't give enough props to Ken and Shane at Black Pill Radio. Check them out if you haven't. I'm not going to be too heavy on my promotional stuff here. I'd like to actually shout out a few great companies that have been really, uh, you know, doing some pretty incredible stuff when it comes to this alternative media type environment that we're living in. WarriorsCollectionBrand.com. These guys have incredible products the guy is super pro freedom and he's been on the show too brian sales he's helped me out in a few episodes we've uh, collaborated a few times here and it seems like what he's really trying to push right now is his coffee and the coffee is great i mean i'm a big fan of the cold brew 
only $15 for uh, some phenomenal cold brew coffee. They've got the single serve coffee pods, uh, whether it's 12 pack or a 60 pack. You've got French roast. You've got hazelnut, French vanilla, Inca warrior breakfast blend, mocha, uh, mocha, double mocha. I mean, it's like a strong chocolate brand. You know what I'm saying? You got all kinds of good stuff going on with uh, warriorscollectionbrand.com. And the guy is just an incredible dude. He's a veteran, served in the Army and the Navy, if I'm not mistaken. I hope I'm not uh, mixing that up there. But just a really great dude. Um, Fun guy to talk with. Uh, One of these guys that doesn't talk about conspiracy a whole lot. But if you want to indulge his entire uh, ideas, he definitely gets into that kind of stuff. And it's fun. He's a fun, fun dude. And another thing that I'm really excited about that just came in today was from Based Tumblers. I got a custom Tumblr. Uh, Lala Beams makes, uh, you know, she's got her own podcast, but she got into the whole world of creating custom Tumblers. And I got one all about my podcast here, um, reasonably priced for custom work like this. And uh, I mean, I, I love this thing. I'm excited to use it all dangerous world podcast themed so just wanted to kind of you know give these uh you know two podcasters some props here as you know guys i always plug the patreon but you already know where to find that i'm not going to spend too much time on that just patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast and you guys keep the show going so thank you very much for doing so uh dangerousworldstore.com got a couple new designs up on that site as always, seventeen seventy six for the shirts. Free shipping in the United States and very, very pro-rated uh, shipping rates for um, other countries around the world. And we can ship anywhere over here, okay? Stores ran through Shopify, so it's a credible site. And I always appreciate anyone that wants to rock my merch. You get some stickers. And I'm coming out with new stickers as well that are going to be that government is the virus uh, design that is brand new. Gonna make those into stickers. Gonna create some other stickers that have a lot to do with that as well. So uh, stay tuned to that website. And um, I mean, let me know. I always uh, back those up. I print them myself. So if anything goes wrong with the shirts, I will send you a new one free of charge as long as you can prove to me that it was damaged on my end. But I mean, I haven't had hardly any of those. I've uh, off the top of my head, I don't have one to be honest. Okay. So uh, visit that, that, uh, that shop there, dangerousworldstore.com. And of course, guys, manscaped baby, you know, I love these guys and I hope that they stay on board, but I count on you guys to uh, make that happen. You know what I'm saying? You already know summer's here. Hope you're trying to unveil that beach body. There's, it doesn't feel too much like summer here other than the fucking heat, but uh, I mean, right now I'm recording this intro through a thunderstorm. Uh, you know, we're going through the monsoon season here. No swimming allowed because of the electrical storms that we're having. Serious lightning and thunder, but it's a fun time. And you can always shave. It doesn't matter if you're going out. It doesn't matter if you're showing your wang in public. I would not recommend you do that. Neither does Manscaped. Probably shouldn't even say that. Uh, we don't want to do any uh, catch any indecent exposure charges while I'm promoting a company. But you got to do what you got to do to get laid, okay? Uh, hopefully legally. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I would not be surprised if they dropped us after how I read these ads. But it just depends. It depends what you're looking for, whether it's that lawnmower 4.0 that's going to get you a nice shave, whether it's your face, your taint, 
in your butt. I mean, who knows? Do whatever you got to shave. That lawnmower 4.0, complete with a nice little LED light. Uh, all kinds of great features. That ceramic blade does not dull down as long as you're shaving hair. You don't want to be shaving any, uh, you know, fucking soup cans. I don't know what else you would shave. But that's the way that my mom always damaged her ceramic knives was trying to open fucking cans with a ceramic knife. I mean, these things stay sharp as long as you're using them for what they're used for. So go over there, visit manscaped.com, enter that promo code danger. You will get 20% off on all of your order. It doesn't matter if you're spending $8 or $1,000 over there. Uh, you get, I mean, you, you can join these 2 million men worldwide that are going uh, with Manscaped in order to shave their sacks or their faces. I use my 4.0 for my face. And if you've seen my beard, it's immaculate. Okay, I'm not afraid to admit it either. I'm very proud of my beard. Not so proud of my hairline. This is why I'm always wearing a hat. But at the same time, my beard really accentuates my face. If that's the proper use of the word, you know what it is. Okay, manscaped.com, 20% off when you use the promo code DANGER. And guys, I cannot stress how great these guys are. And I really do hope that you use their promo code. Uh, We're at the end of our trial period over here. Uh, where Manscaped is going to decide if they want to continue to support DWP. So I ask that whether you're buying an $8 soap or you're buying the lawnmower 4.0 or the weed whacker, that weed whacker is the freaking bee's knees. I don't know how much I can cuss during these ad reads. So I'm trying to do it by the book, but that weed whacker will cut all those unwanted nose hairs, those ear hairs. Um, I'm not telling you that you should do it, but you could probably even trim Hairs that may or may not be growing out of your asshole. Uh, Just do what you got to do with it. Just be safe. Read the manual. Make sure that you use the equipment the way that it's supposed to be used. Um, But yeah, guys, uh, I I always like to mention that Manscaped helps fight testicular cancer, which is that number one cancer that uh, affects younger men between ages, I believe, 15 and 35 is what they cite on their site. And um, I mean, just incredible work that they're doing over there and still a growing company. And they have supported podcasts from day one. Uh, one of the first big advertisers for uh, usually larger podcasts. But, you know, they're starting to see the value in podcasts like Dangerous World, which is like a medium sized podcast here. So I appreciate what they're doing. And again, you can get 20 percent off and free shipping with the promo code danger at manscaped.com. That's 20 percent off and free shipping with the promo code DANGER at manscaped.com. Escape the shrubs and weeds this summer and shine like a damn diamond in the rough with Manscaped, okay? With that being said, everybody, enjoy this episode with Ken from Black Pill Radio about the Archons, the Anunnaki, the Atlanteans, and all of this hidden knowledge and potentially some weird, shady shit that was going on underneath Romania in a cave where people tried to hack into this, you know, plasmic sort of force field that was, you know, it's allegedly killed some people. The Pentagon has supposedly acknowledged this rumor, and uh, there's some serious gravity to this whole thing. So check it out. I hope you enjoy it. I hope I see you at Patreon, and I hope that you support the podcasts that you love, including base tumblers which is lava beams uh new company regarding uh tumblers custom tumblers and warriors collection brand website phenomenal phenomenal stuff 
And I really appreciate you guys for uh, just sticking with me here. Take care, everybody, and enjoy the show. So Kenny from Black Pill Radio, dude, I'm super excited to talk with you again, man. Really kind of a weird way that we met, dude. I know that you've been on the show, um, but, you know, I think that, what was it, through uh, Conspiracy Castle, Alex Stein, you hopped on and started shooting the shit with us, man. Yeah, Primetime 99 got us together, man. I used to be, not that I don't watch, man, where I used to be a regular every night. That was when I was unemployed, so I got nothing else to do besides watch Stein all the time and donate money to him. All my yeah. unemployment money going to him. Nice, dude. Hey, that's how we do it, man. But no, so what's going on new over there with you and Black Pill Radio, man? Um, so we're starting to book guests again. Um, what well, we did earlier, and then we had like a conflict because we were both busy, so we we're like kind of delaying. And now we just got to get our schedule set again, and like we actually sit down and like figure out, okay, how many want to start banging out and just kind of get it going again. But we are starting to schedule people again, so episodes will be out soon, and we're probably only going to do one a week again moving forward. But again. We'll see what happens because you might get busy again. Awesome, dude. And are you still messing around with Rockfin? Yeah, I mean, we'll put them up there. I, uh, we got a real uneasy feeling about Rockfin. So, Do you? Uh, I mean, we're still up there. We still have money in our account that it's like a pain in the ass to pull out. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens with Rockfin. I figure if it's another place to post a video, I'll post a video. It's not a big deal. Um, we make money yeah. off it, make money off it. But, you know, it's, like I said, it's another outlet that I don't have to worry about getting a strike with the YouTube and all that. So it is kind of nice. Yeah, dude, I'm hesitant to jump into that whole thing, too, because I, I feel like I'm asking for a lot from my listeners. You know, I plug the Patreon every episode. I plug the website. I'm plugging Manscaped, and um, I just feel like it's kind of like I'd be overreaching if I'm like, yeah, by the way, go throw down like $10 or whatever it is at Rockfin. Well, you know, and it's value for value, too. It's not, you're not, they're not just giving you money. You're not asking for tip money. Give me money, money, money. No, you're getting sure. good content. You're getting everything, you know, and with Rockfin, you can do all commercial free. I mean, YouTube, if you put it up there, you're going to get, you know, whatever. But the Patreon, if they do either one, it's like, dude, value for value, man. And that's, you got to support the people you actually, you know, consume their content. Like, yeah, people, they still pay Netflix and all that, but yet they hate big businesses and all that other crap, yeah. the big corporations. But, you know, you got to really support. It. That's why I said, I'm like, dude, yeah, I, I'm, I pay for primetime, primetime 99's uh, Patreon and I do uh, Flat Earth Dave, David Weiss. I pay for him too because yeah, he's, he's, cool, he's, he's a G. But uh, yeah, dude, like I always tell people, man, support the people you should consume the content from because you know what? It's not easy. It's time consuming. And you know, it is, it is nice because we definitely appreciate it when people do, you know, give you some cash. Oh, yeah. You know, at the end of the day, what's five bucks to you? Like, it's like when I tip at the bar, it's like, what's an extra 10 bucks to me, man? That might help. That might make their day. You know, they might pay rent or something. And it adds up, you know what I mean? If a hundred people or whatever are giving you just three measly dollars, that really adds up pretty quickly. And you can, you can, you know, support what you're doing. I agree with you a hundred percent. I just don't want to ask for too many things. I'm comfortable where I'm at right now, but you said something there, dude, where people like will throw money at Netflix, but they don't like supporting uh big business or whatever, even though Netflix is huge. How do you feel about the whole AMC thing, dude? Because I kind of find it hilarious that these come that these guys and, and, you know, women obviously too, are all getting together, acting like they're trying to help a struggling company, but it's AM fucking C. It's a giant, yeah. giant company. Yeah, I don't know. I think people just thought like, oh, they're out going out of the way, like, I don't know, like pay less shoes or KB toys or something like that. Like they're <laughs> over helping the little guy do that's like you said, still a giant corporation, still got a big ass building downtown, some you know, in some city in America where there's some big wig where he's getting the CEO's getting a check of what, 250,000, like probably close to a million a year. Like, you know, he's getting paid and now he's just getting his bonus, man. You just made it. 
you just bought him a new yacht by doing all this, man. You know, so it's yeah. That's why I think it's a big show. Uh, that's why it's fun. Get your popcorn and just watch watch it go by. Sometimes. That's why you're part of Black Pill, dude. I mean, like <laughs> you know the the what is the Black Pill? It's essentially like it's like kind of recognizing that everything is theater, right? Yeah, I mean, to us, it's like you just gotta. I mean, for me, I'm not gonna speak for Shane, but the Black Pill to me is just like recognizing the bullshit and just yeah. like almost picking your battles like is it really worth like you know your staunch like liberal liberal friend is it really worth like going down some of the rabbit holes or they're just like they have their preconceived notions so i'm on i'm on board with every eddie bravo though if you're not hip to the game now i really can't help you but that's why we like doing sure. the show it's not that we're saying like hey this is the right answer or this is what it is it's like dude think a little bit differently at the end of the day if i get you like maybe laying in bed at night going huh, i wonder why things are like that that's all i want just a little curiosity and that's and that's the black pill to me is like actually seeing the bullshit it is one big play but then understanding where to fight your battles dude that is a hundred percent true because when you see people really like everyone thinks they're a fucking scientist right now you know what i mean like we you know we we wanted to do this topic that we're getting into today this weird anunnaki underground cave in the buseji mountains is i hope how you pronounce it that's how i'm saying it at least um but you know everyone thinks they're a scientist dude and they're all they all have an opinion on COVID and the people that were super pro-vax are sitting there calling anti-vaxxers or anti-COVID MRNA jabs, uh, you know, like like we're super spreaders and we're something that's going to ruin the earth. And now statistics are coming out where it's kind of seeming to be the opposite, dude. And these people are like like uh, Rappaport. He's looking like a clown right now. People are making, you know, mashups of him yelling at people for not getting the jab and then, you know, sitting there saying like, well, shit. Maybe I fucked up. You know what I mean? Well, it's weird. It's like maybe they're kind of realizing like, hey, not going with the flow all the time. Maybe that's not it. It's not that like we're anti anything. It's like I'm going to do my research before sure. I would give and listen to like the government who's lied to me about every damn thing. So it's like, no. why would I get believe them now? You think they're altruistic going to help you? No, you got to help yourself. That's the way the world works. You know, nothing's free. Um, so it's like it's okay to be curious and to look up research, 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 MRNA vaccines, research the coronavirus vaccines. They try to do in the past, like let's do the research and see what happens. You're like, Oh, all of a sudden they pump this out in a month. And so you start asking questions and then you see the lies, the backpedaling it's so it's be a skeptic. I mean, you don't have to, you can do your research and still take the jab. I mean, God bless sure. you. Like everyone dude, make your own decisions. I'm not telling you, but I'm just want you people to be fully informed before they go and get this crap, because I feel like, People I know too, like they think they do some research, but they really haven't, you know, and you just, it, it takes time. And sometimes it is reading data, which is not exactly the most thrilling thing in the world to be reading, but you know what? That's where the information is with the juice of the sources. So you got to kind of you know, dive in sometimes and maybe you don't understand it right away, but eventually it's not that complicated. Hell I can do it. So. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, what happened to my body, my choice, your body, your choice. I mean, that's this is what we are really kind of uh, seeing some people kind of flip flop on. But, um, it, you know, it's putting a lot of people in damper moods. And um, that's why I'm excited to talk about some of this more interdimensional type shit, some of this hidden knowledge. I think it's fascinating, dude. And I'm glad that you sent me that video. What you sent me was interesting, dude. And I, I kind of want to sort of like, you know, talk about that just for a second but then kind of break down more of a history of that but yeah. you sent this fascinating video it's just one of those quick like tiktok themed uh you know hit it and quit it type things where this dude was talking about a cave in romania that 
had some seriously interesting technology in there. I mean, people are dying trying to get to this stuff. Um, there's also similar technology in uh, Iraq. And then we were thinking possibly there would be some in like Tibet because there's tunnels that shoot off all around from this location. Right, right. It was Tibet and Egypt, I think, were the other ones. And then yeah. I'll, I'll just throw the little to- spoiler in there, too. There's also one they say goes to Middle Earth. So oh, th- that is like the one, too. So it's like there's all these like the big, big hitters, you know, got the, e- you know, the mountains of Egypt and uh, or not mounds of Egypt. Jesus, come on. Can pyramids. Together? Uh, the pyramids, obviously. And then like Tibet, the mountains there. That's like, you know, consciousness, you know, the Buddhists and all that. So it's really interesting to hear like that's and these tunnels are all connected. They're all like smooth. So it's not like something not that's something people back in the day with like a chisel or carving out. Exactly. There had to be some sort of weird technology. I, and the Nazis were really after that stuff, too, dude. I got this really cool book that the, the uh, Dark Fleet. And it's all about like the secret Nazi space program. It's a fascinating read. I just started it. Um, oh, actually, yeah. I wanted to do an episode on that alone, but I just kind of on a whim cracked it open when I was looking into this information. And there's, I mean, I should have been looking into this book like two weeks ago, dude, like, cause there's just information stacked on itself when it comes to the Nazis and this hidden knowledge, dude. So um, let's get into like some of the, the different beings, dude. So you got like the Archons, the Anunnaki, and then one that I found kind of interesting was these uh, Atlanteans. Um, yeah. But do you see, I mean, a huge difference between like the Archons and the Reptilians? Because to me, they seem to go kind of hand in hand. They're, the Archons are interdimensional um, and they seem to be more tapped into like satanic or Luciferian energy, whereas the uh, Atlanteans were sort of the guard of the human race, from what I understand. Yeah. And. Oh. See, and that's the thing. I don't, I'm not totally hip with everything because I feel like some of these are interchangeable because I know sure. like the Norse, they're also considered the tall whites, which, but they had the red hair and the blonde hair with the Aryans and all that. So it's like, I think some of these are like kind of the same kind of beings almost, but same, but different, if that makes sense. But sure. I think that, uh, yeah, obviously reptilians are bad. Archons, I think they display, I think they come across as the good guys that are helped, that want to help. But it's, I think they have a lot of malintentions with what they're doing with more control and what the human race is. Yeah, satanic stuff, but I think it's kind of trying to spoil what, because humans are special. I think a lot of that it has to do with trying to mess us up consciously and all that to dumb us down pretty much. I think that's what the archons are. I think they're like the overseers of us kind of right now, because I think they're kind of maybe the most powerful, or at least the ones that are present. Yeah. Supposedly they kind of killed off the Atlanteans um, with some weird technolo- technological advances that, that, you know, the Atlanteans didn't think that the archons had available, but the Nephilim tie into this stuff too. I don't know if you've heard of Karen Hughes. This is former uh, attorney for the world bank. And she was talking about how there's this big headed, uh, big blue eyed race of aliens that lives under the Vatican. I mean, it sounds fucking insane, but when you have an attorney for the world bank talking about this race, which she calls the homo capensis, um, but in more Christian religion or, you know, any, any denominational uh, aspect of Christianity, they would call this the Nephilim, right? So, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. just a weird, weird little thing when you've got high-profile, sort of arguably globalists talking about this kind of shit. Maybe that's all show, you know, but um, fascinating stuff. And then, well, I talked with uh, Ken Ami. I don't know if you know who he is. He's a big uh, biblical guy, but he talked Nephilim on our show for 
solid hour and a half about all that and like kind of tying out a lot of those stories in the bible like being more true and that's like i think a lot of this stuff our history too i'll get into this later but like a lot of our history is all bullshit all these myths that they say like greek mythology and gods i think all that was more real and i I, I, somewhere along the line it got turned into a myth and our history's changed so but that's why i think like even in the bible it shows it and he kind of talks it out like what these nephilim really were you know they were giants you know yeah a hundred percent and it's just weird when you it seems like with the way that that at least that i've been taught this stuff can't just can't be real you know what i mean but then when you really look into it yourself it seems like there's got to be something hidden from us man when you when you get into tartaria which i don't fully understand by any means um there's clearly information that's being hidden hid, hid from us but um I want to start off, dude, and, and let me know if you want to jump in, if you want to like take it back any farther than where I'm at here. Um, but I want to go to the Sumerians. I mean, the Sumerians were really interesting civilization, um, very, very primitive language. Um, but for the time, it was advanced. I mean, super, super advanced. I mean, I don't know if you've seen the movie The Fourth Kind, dude, one of my favorite alien oh, yeah. movies. Dude, when I was when that came out, I thought it was like I thought that real footage was real, dude. Right, and, dude. I did, too. Okay. <laughs> Dude, I was so scared of that, man. I, I like I was in like freaking high school and I had trouble sleeping, dude, with that shit. But um, <laughs> it was it was a good little deal. And they t- they referenced the Sumerians over and over again, um, kind of acting like I mean, it kind of blends like the Archons in with the Sumerians in that movie, in my opinion. But they had all these simple names for the planets that were gods to them. They saw the planets, the planetary bodies as gods, right? And we see that uh, with our current names, we kind of uh, reference them to, I believe, Greek gods, um, like Mostly, with Mars, yeah. Jupiter, Saturn, all that stuff. Yeah. So um, one of the most interesting names, which is Pluto, they called Gaga. OK, no, I don't know about you, dude, but I think of Lady Gaga right every time I hear Gaga, not just because right. like, I, I mean, I can't stand her music and I mean, she's pretty whack herself, but she's one of these figures that's been really shoved down people's throats um, since I was in, you know, high school, essentially, maybe even a little before that. Um, and if you look into her past, she's definitely all about the occult. She's really close with Marina Abramovic. Some people say that, uh, that she's her daughter. Um, well, wasn't she the one who actually like took the name of uh, someone else? She was Lena like, Morgana. That's exactly it. So she basically, essentially like sacrificed that girl and took over her persona like and if you look before and after she took the entire persona of that chick like that was not who lady gaga was she was like the more like um who's the country singer the blonde chick um shania twain no no like cheryl crow no like the new girl like uh, taylor swift yeah taylor swift yeah she was like more of a taylor swift like more of like the home homebody type deal, like pretty, but not like that. And then all of a sudden, Katy Perry was like, too, dude. Mm-hmm. Well, Katy Perry did. Uh, she sang gospel before. Yeah. yeah. So and like then- all these people get turned at one point. And a lot of times you see Larry Johnson talks about this when they throw you in the limelight, they usually lose a family member or something like that. Like right before they hit their big jackpot. So it's kind of interesting to see how all that works. Oh yeah. No. And it's fascinating. Like you said, but like all of these planets, you know, they, the Sumerians, they realized real early on, that these planets move counterclockwise, all right? And they called the sun Apsu, I believe is how you pronounce it, A-P-S-U. Um, this planet called Marduk, I believe, um, this is what we now know today as Planet X, Nibiru, um, whatever you want to call that now, but they called it Marduk, okay? And Marduk goes clockwise around the moon, or I'm sorry, around the sun. Um, and this 
obviously is going to cause some serious, you know, collisions in uh, outer space, right? Yeah. Supposedly it passes by Earth every 3,600 years. Um, now, what I kind of found interesting, there's this little body out there. I shouldn't call it little, but it's Tiamat is this other entity that we kind of want to really talk about here, where this was one of the bodies that was destroyed, actually cracked in half by Marduk. Okay. And again, whenever I say Marduk, just think Nibiru. I'm just trying to mm-hmm. kind of, you know, tie it back to the, how the Sumerians saw this. So Tiamat had 11 moons and Marduk had seven moons. Okay. Not that that's extremely important, but I just want you to kind of get the picture that there's these satellites going around these bodies. Right. Um, one of Marduk's moons cracked Tiamat when they collided one time. Okay. Um, and it caused the moons of Tiamat to scatter all over the place because just when you got that kind of gravitational pull hitting each other, it's kind of hard to predict what's going on. Now, don't ask me how the fuck people figured this stuff out, dude, but, uh, it's fascinating at least to entertain the idea here. hundred percent. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm on board, dude. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, when when these moons kind of scattered away, they broke into a, you know millions of little pieces, and these are the comets that we see that sometimes still re-enter our atmosphere. So you know when we have meteor showers, any of that, that's pieces of these ten moons from Tiamat, which had eleven, but one stayed in place. Okay, the second time these two planets collided, Nibiru's moon caused Tiamat to fully break in half because it had a massive crack in it, okay? From the northern hemisphere, the southern hemisphere, there was a crack right there where, like, the equator would be. Um, The bottom half of Tiamat turned into a ton of asteroid-type bodies, and they settled in between Mars and Jupiter. So, I mean, that's That's the asteroid belt, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, and that's fucking crazy to me. And the top half of Tiamat settled right in between Mercury and... And or I'm sorry, Venus and Mars. So, I mean, Earth, dude, that's, <laughs> that's Earth, dude. Um, and what's kind of cool here, too, is that the thrust from Nibiru's moon that that caused this uh, collision, um, it kind of gave this axial spin. And that's where the Earth gets its days and nights and the uh, ice on Tiamat melted and formed the oceans that we have today. And that deepest part was the half the part where where the the body was cut in half and that's now the pacific ocean that's that deep ass ocean um all these the land masses there kind of congealed and formed pangea and uh over time that kind of split apart too but dude the craziest shit right here and this is why i brought up gaga so early on was because gaga initially was a moon of saturn and what do we know about Saturn? That's got a lot of like satanic occult references. They got that mm-hmm. hexagonal weather pattern, Saturnalia, and all this shit. But Gaga moved from this collision, moved from being one of Saturn's moons all the fuck way out to where, you know, Pluto is today. So Gaga was initially Pluto. So Lady Gaga taking her name from that shit. That's like feminine energy from a satanic planet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Isn't that nuts, dude? I thought that was insane because like, I was just kind of looking through there. Um, And there's really great. I'm going to have to find this website for people to kind of look into because it's, it's got all kinds of fascinating information. It's called Sitchin studies. I don't know if you've heard of that. Oh, Alexander Sitchin's. Yeah. I've heard of him. Yeah. There's a whole website kind of dedicated to his work, dude. But I mean, 
yeah it's crazy that, though isn't that nuts the symbolism there is is real dude. well now and- was that um so basically did someone like kind of work out the story then of like how it happened is that kind of what happened like because these sumerians talked about this though right yeah, they had to have. I mean, this is where we kind of get this knowledge. We get these names. Um, you know, like mm-hmm. I said, uh, Gaga was the name that they called Pluto. Um, but then some scientists somewhere along the way, um, you know, because when I was in when I was in elementary school, man, they said that uh, Pluto was a planet, uh, but it was mm-hmm. shrinking. And then they eventually kind of like disqualified it as a planet because it was more of a moon size. And, uh, you know, according to this theory, it was a moon of Saturn. Uh, I'm not sure who came up with the theory. But uh, it's it's pretty interesting to think about that. And then where, you know, this seemingly kind of puppet figure uh, got her name from, you know, I, that's that's just what I kind of find to be interesting when these pop culture icons uh, really tap into some of this really esoteric knowledge. Yeah. And when you actually look at the names, too, like, and I'm, I'm just trying to think now, like some of the other names like in Hollywood, not even Hollywood in music, especially more than anything else like that's. And I think that's how all these people they like, get chosen and they choose a name like that and they choose it for a reason. Like I little Nas X, obviously something's there. Cause that guy is satanic as shit. The X, I don't know if that's like a tribute to Planet X. I don't know, but it's some I'm just starting to think now. That's why when you went with Gaga, I'm like, holy shit, that's crazy. Cause she's like the biggest like her and Little Nas X are like the two not little Nas X, but who's the one that had the shoe? Isn't that him? Yeah, yeah. That's little Nas X. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Bit weird but yeah if those two had a baby i think it would be the antichrist like <laughs> yeah dude i might be able to find this message someone sent me what lil nas x's name meant i just forgot what it was because it was kind of arbitrary but it might get you to think of of something that makes more sense but um i mean little uzi vert i mean i know you've heard that one that's a weird one if you say it quick it sounds like lucifer he's very very <sighs> weird when it comes to uh all that kind of energy and he's always talking about how he wants to die at 27 he wants to join the 27 club um i mean uh juice world had that 999 which uh it's not only 666 upside down but nine is the number of man it's the number of servants mm-hmm. right so yeah he's like a servant to lucifer with that so and, yeah dude they all do that shit and it's but really you know they're doing something greasy because their music kind of fucking sucks so let's just get real with it that's dude. not good music you like good hip-hop go back to the 90s listen to some <laughs> tribe called quest get, hell, get some ll cool j in there get the good stuff man yeah, you're not wrong, dude. It, it's all cookie cutter. And there's yeah. something to be said, too, about the Lil in front of every fucking SoundCloud rapper's name. I mean, they're feminizing men, dude. That's all they're doing. Look at all those guys. They're all the most beta cuck males. Oh, yeah. Like even before they were putting on a show of being tough, but they weren't even tough. Like you look at half those rappers. They're little guys. They're not big. Like they get their ass kicked. I mean, aside from a few people, but like now they're feminizing the shit out of them. You see the stuff they're wearing, all their jeans oh, tighter yeah. than like the spandex i wore under like i've it's ridiculous so it's not surprising but it is you just got to recognize it. they look stupid like you see kid cuddy was painting his fingernails the other day yeah i'm well, ashamed I... to say he's from cleveland i'm ashamed Dude, <laughs> i was such a big fan man but then he started wearing like the dresses and talking about how cool like he would look in drag and all this shit and it, it is it is shitty man because Dude, like he came up making like thug music. He was dope when he first he came out. Awesome music. Like he, I remember when he started coming out around here in Cleveland, like, cause he's from Shaker, which is like, I'm from the East side too. So he's not far from you. Like kind of, I mean, I probably been to the same party as him, like out in Shaker, like but he was a couple years older than me, but he's a pretty normal guy. You ask anybody else, he's short little dude, skinny ass guy, but you know, like, he was good at music. And then I don't yeah, know how it came to be. I loved him. 
I was a huge fan, man. I mean, Cleveland proud. You got to love that guy. Hell yeah. Yeah. He got involved with Kanye and there's some, some weird, uh, weird shit going on with him. I'm not sure what's up with Kanye either, dude, but, um, back to that little, uh, reference, the L I L thing that could be like a, a kind of a shout out to pedophilia and stuff too. Cause little, you think Ooh. of like small children and stuff, but there's something dark going on there, dude. Um, I mean, we can go all day with that kind of shit. Yeah, No but, kidding, man. Um, so yeah, where do you want to go from there, man? I mean, I, I, I do find it kind of interesting, um, with the 3,600 years, um, I try to look at numbers. That's how often Nibiru crosses paths with earth. Um, anytime you get 36, you think of three, six, 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 six. Um, that's always an interesting little component to that. Um, but I mean, I don't know, dude, our, our world and our universe seems to operate on some sort of numerical value of some sort. So I, I mean, take it away, dude. I'm, I'm interested to see what you got about the Anunnaki and, and tunnels. And I just kind of want to lay that groundwork there. Yeah, no, yeah. Give people a little taste of what's going to be coming up, but uh, all right. So we, we talked about the Biseji mountains in Romania, right? Yes, sir. And so at the top of these mountains though, by the way, I want to preface this, there is actually a Sphinx that's up there. That's super eroded, but you can hundred percent see a face and all that crap. So there's a Sphinx on top of this mountain and they call it Babel, which is like, it looks almost like, um, I mean, they're just like stone pillars almost, but they're kind of connected. So almost like what's that in England? I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Stonehenge. Right yeah. It's like, it looks like kind of like Stonehenge, but yeah. like, they're like more solidified rocks. So they're almost melted together. Either Don't way, they that's call a- that. Enki's calendar or Adam's calendar, just depending on who wants to refer to it or no. Um, I'm not hundred percent on that one. Cause Enki is Enki a royal. Was, mm-hmm, maybe. Yeah. I, no, it is Enki's. I remember. Yes. I did see that name. Now, now that you mentioned it. Okay. But so either way, so the top of this mountain right below it um, is where they found this huge, like basically almost a cavern that's been totally cl- like cleared out and tunnels going all throughout this. But so what it was, it was, let's see here, the Romanian intelligence agency were the ones that SRI, I think their name is. So they kind of came across this and so did the U.S. government, the Pentagon satellites. They kind of, so they're checking out the whole Romanian, um, I don't know what they're doing. They're spy planes. So they're spying on people, right? So they use like for ground penetrating, I don't know if it's radar or if it is like frequencies or however they're doing it. But so they went in there or they were going to see and they could see basically huge voids that super clean out. Like they can see, I don't know how the technology is, but they were actually able to see that it's like carved from the inside out. And then they were also seeing like huge magnetic anomalies and like energy anomalies going around there. So they were super, super interested in what's going on there. Mm-hmm. But um, I'll just keep going with this. I'll roll and I'll stop here in a second. But so, the head of that intelligence agency, I think the guy's name was Caesar, uh, yeah, Caesar Brad or whatever. So they're doing this, like trying to get in there because they, they can't really get to where it is without like they have to drill and tunnel. So they need money for all this crap. And he got noticed that this guy from a Masonic Lodge in Italy was going to come talk to him about this whole excavation and exploration. He was supposedly a big time Mason, too. Yeah, so it's from a Masonic Lodge. Yeah, yeah. And he was uh, like one of the high ups in Bilderberg. So he's like super well connected, super wealthy. Um, and they actually flew him in in one of the, uh, the Romanian intelligence's helicopter. They flew him, him in, in their helicopter to this location to talk to this guy. Huh. Um, 
but yeah, he, he's super interested in what's in the big room. So there's like the tunnel system with this big frequency block and all this. And then there's like a bigger room with this. It's like a dome almost encasing this entire room. It's some weird force field stuff. Um, but yeah, and then, the, yeah, like I said, two energy blocks, one block in the entrance to the tunnel and the dome at the end of the tunnel. And what he was saying is like the secrets to humanity are like in there. And he, he was, this guy came in, what do they call him? Uh, Senior Messini. That's what that's what his name was. Lord yeah. Messini, Senior Messini, whatever you want to call him. But he got into saying that there's only two types of humans. He goes, there's manipulated and ruled people. And then there's people who have certain values and strong, uh, strong personality types. He goes, the latter are the ones the Bilderbergs look to and Masonic Lodges look to the people that can control. And the other people are the ones that are ruled. So he's like the secrets of humanity are in here. And that's, I, so I got a weird vibe reading this too. I didn't know if the senior Messini was going to like oust all these people that are like in control right now by showing what tr- humanity truly was, or he was trying to keep this a secret and not have anybody kind of do it. Like kind of, you know, spread the word on it. That's where Don't I'm kind of stuck. This dude ended up dead. No. Okay. Uh, so I, <laughs> I, I think, again, this is a, I, I got to tell you this. It's based off a book, I'm pretty sure, called Transylvanian Sunrise. Again, I think it's partially off this, but I know it's from firsthand accounts because there are firsthand accounts of people going into this tunnel and stuff like that. Because um, that's where I think the book and this article got a beef of its information. Um, let's see here. What else? Yeah, he's saying the the real history of the planet is contained in there. But okay, so when they're trying to get in this force field, uh, I think it was three different soldiers trying to touch it and penetrate it. I think they had cardiac arrest immediately. Yeah, they would dude. throw stuff at it, like whether it be metal, wood, it would immediately turn to dust. Um, and then what is it that Messini guy? He said that he felt a strong connection of sympathy with this, and he saw like a carving on the wall, like a perfect isosceles triangle. He touched it, and then like the the thing went away. Like he held his hand on it, and then the force field went away. And the Caesar Brad guy said he did the same thing, and then a stone moved, like this big giant stone that actually moved, so they could actually get in there. Well, I missed a big. I missed. I missed something big though. To get them into that area, they had to like drill into the rock and everything to get to this actual tunnel. And this Caesar Caesar Brad, the guy from the Romanian intelligence, was saying that um. They had some special equipment that it like almost melted the rock. Like, so these things were spinning and it would almost go like right through, carve through the rock like butter. So they went like 70 meters in like nothing. So Mm -hmm. he doesn't know what the hell it was, but it was the quickest thing he's ever seen people drill through. He thought they were going to have all this like excavating things, like really drilling. But no, this guy got in there like that. Um, Yeah, let's see. Dude, that old technology is fascinating man like there's uh when you're done uh with your stuff i'm gonna play this like quick it's like three minute video but it's all straight like like exactly what you're talking about these people set up these stones in scotland and there's no mortar for the stones but they melted these stones so that they almost turned into glass i mean that kind of shit is fascinating like how do you do that back then you know what i'm saying it's it's crazy like those incan walls how they have all those misshapen stones but they're all like perfectly placed like exactly. those things are melted into place dude let's get freaking real that's the way it is man but uh all yeah. right i digress okay so <laughs> so yeah like i said special drill or whatever so first barrier and they they get through there and it's in the first gallery 
So perfectly polished walls. They disabled, yeah, I guess they disabled the very barrier in that weird way. He said the walls were also looked like oil synthetic looking, but it had like a blue or green reflection to it. And they tried to like destroy the wall somehow. Like they tried, you know, chiseling at it, you know, burning it, all this stuff. And like their most advanced what like stuff would just do nothing to it. The walls were like impervious to whatever they were throwing at it. So that had some weird stuff to it. And then um Oh, when they got to the Iranian uh, or Iranian, the Romanian uh, base there, I the base in Iraq sort of woke up and like where their projection room is underneath, uh, I believe in Baghdad somewhere, but either I, I don't know. All I know is in Iraq, um, Ramadi, that's where it's at. But um, the projection room then projected like a globe. And when you get up to it, it literally like spun around and like zoomed in on Romania and like the exact spot of where they were just getting into that tunnel system. So somehow they're connected in some way stronger than just the tunnel itself. It's like they're two of the same kind. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's almost like, you know, you went to a nuclear reactor here and like, you know, they're like freaking out over here. Okay. Something's coming. Like people are starting to figure shit out. So I thought that was crazy. And then, um, so again, they did the same thing. Like they found, I think it was like another inscription on the wall to open up the next gateway or whatever to go into the uh, main gallery. Their projection room is what they're calling it. So no, as they approached, the shield would just like carve out like a perfect doorway for them to like walk through. So like it stopped like trying to keep you out. It's like you just walk right in. But again, when you got inside, the force field is like a wall it was just like golden white you can't you couldn't see through it or anything like that mm. and then there were there were there was a table like a six foot high table like that six foot six or so is like where the bottom of the top of the table is so there's these huge tabletops with the projections going um and Too as you would, for a normal sized person right <laughs> it's like i think they said it would be like a eight to 12 foot person or something like that. Mm. Nephilim so, or, shit, dude. That's exactly it. So these were like the giants. These were probably Anunnaki who ever built this. And they were saying this is all like automated, like animation. So you'd walk up to this table and like projections would start going. They're like eight foot high projections. Um, dude, the idea uh, that I heard too, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I, the, um, the idea was that Enki, which was one of the Anunnaki Royals, uh, hid here he kind of took refuge with some other royal uh, family members of the Anunnaki during the great flood yeah uh, I'm gonna get in I'm gonna talk a little bit later about because when we go down where these tunnels go it kind of gets gets back to that Dope. so okay um so yeah some of the so the projections were like a like all the plants and animals that are on earth like every single species of everything and then they said there was a lot that they they didn't know what the hell they were like they've never seen them before. So they're probably stuff that died out or that we never even knew existed in the past, like thousands and thousands of years ago. So that that's like kind of crazy. And then it was also, I was talking to you about this too. So the one table behind, okay, let me uh, preface this right. Okay. Yeah. So the one table, you could uh, like, you could see it was all separated. It was almost like a grid, like a lot okay. of stuff, like all gridded out. And so the one guy, you know, touches the one and a human strain of DNA comes up and it like shows a human and all that. And then they press another square thinking like just another one will pop up. It pops up, but then it tries to show compatibility between the DNA. Like if they 
are a compatible match and all this stuff. So it's like weird how they're probably manipulating like all different kinds of DNA throughout the universe, you know? So it's not just like here, here on earth, but kind of everywhere they can be fucking with people. So like different animals would pop up on the other side of the human. So this could be where like the idea where they mixed the Anunnaki DNA with like a monkey. Yeah, because all this was showing compatibility. So that they were testing shit out, man. That's like 100% what what they're doing. There's probably a lot of like trial and error, like maybe them like hitting it back and forth, trying to figure out which one is the compatible one with theirs, you know, or like, oh, we found this like human type person. Like maybe we can mix in a little bit of this, a little bit of that, like make a little cocktail and boom, you got yourself some humans, you know, dude. And the Pentagon admits to this. Uh, See, that's what's weird. I, I couldn't find it like a real definitive thing from the Pentagon, but they was showing in 2003 of them like being in Romania. Yeah, and a lot of it's, it's like, what do they call it? Like uh, OGAs or something like that. Other government organizations they were calling it. So, which is essentially like the CIA black ops and stuff. Yeah. 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 yeah right. And I think that's what kind of stopped because at the end, I think the U S well, I'll, I'll get back to this, but the USA stopped funding Romania and all this stuff. So then like, they kind of put a hex on all that. That's why I think that maybe that senior, um, whatever the hell his name was. Now. The guy with the M. Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. Italian dude, the Mason. Yeah, Messini. See, again, he calls himself Messini, but uh, yeah. Mason. Uh, I think maybe yeah. he was like trying to like expose like all the lies because he goes on to say too that like, so I'll get real quick. So they found this amphora, which I think is like a vase looking thing. Inside that amphora was like, um, monoatomic gold i don't know if you ever heard of this and how like it preserves life and cell regeneration so like i was reading an article on this like technically if you this is super hard to find like a super like pure form of monoatomic gold it's like hard to come by so they found this big jar of this shit and they're saying that uh, being like you know a living thing could keep eating this like consistently and essentially could potentially live for thousands of years yeah so, like, that's why, you know, the Anunnaki are, you know, around for how long we'll be back in 26,000. They probably can because they know that the benefits of this, like, it's almost a fountain of youth. Um, and then behind that thing, though, there was this huge dome projecting, like, all the aspects of, like, humanity's past, like, his, like prehistory and shit. And they came to come, like, the one guy, uh, the Messini, looks at Caesar Brad and goes, like, 90% of official history is either false or counterfeit. He goes, everything they've told you is pretty much a lie. And then at the end he goes, Oh yeah. And Darwin was wrong. Like that's like, like it shows you the whole path of human from the start all the way to the end. You know what I mean? So just kind of going through like a fast forward, showing everybody all this crap. Damn. So that's what I thought. And like I said too, like once the U S really caught wind of this, they put a hex on it and stopped funding Romania. And I don't know, I don't know how bad Romania needs money, but I'm pretty sure it's a little bit more than just, Hey, stop doing this. We're not going to send any money. So yeah. <laughs> so is Messini, is that spelled M E S I N I? I, I have an M A S M A S Massini. Okay. S S I N I. Yeah. I'm trying, to, I'm, I'm trying to look up on the fly what that might mean, because clearly, like, we both kind of have the, the sense that that's a fake name. Oh, 100% it's a fake name. And especially, like, oh, he's they even told them, like, oh, he's with one of the high-up Masonic lodges in Italy, Masonic, Massini. And, like, yeah. oh, that's a little, a little, and his senior Massini, like, 
the guy's speaking perfect Romanian, but yet he's senor. Like, oh yeah, hola. Like, what's going on like that <laughs> here, man? Dude, I know, man. I mean, this kind of shit's insane. I mean, so that that is right off the bat. I see six letters. Uh, I mean, that could be a, a, a reference to just that that six energy. But do you want to hear this clip really quick about this this uh, glass shit that melted in Scotland? Yeah, yeah. It's it's a less than three minutes long. I probably won't even play the whole thing, but it's fascinating. Here it goes. Scotland is a country which holds many mysterious tales of ancient beings who were said to once dwell within the astonishingly beautiful highlands. From fairies to ancient sea monsters, many a legend is said to be found here, including the odd piece of compelling evidence to back up such claims. However, our next Scottish mystery of focus is abundant with evidence. In fact, the evidence left surrounding this mysterious ancient technology is actually the mystery itself. Over 200 years ago, archaeologists exploring the ancient ruins found to dot the rural countryside began to notice a remarkable characteristic of about 60 mysterious structures found dotting the Scottish Highlands. Made using rocks with no mortar, instead, the rocks on the outer layer of these structures upon completion went through an as-yet-unknown process of vitrification. The builders of these extreme ancient forts were somehow able to heat the stones to such a degree that the outer layer actually turned to glass, fixing the stones in place and making them virtually impenetrable to erosion, meaning that the true age of these miraculous structures may be far, far older than we are led to believe. Although, for the first 250 years of study, these forts were presumed to have been exclusive to Scotland, thanks to the results of the research, they have actually begun to turn up in other regions of the world, most specifically Western Europe. With such overwhelming evidence in the face of adversity, academia, it would seem, have reluctantly been resigned to agreement with the extremely controversial facts displayed within these ancient stone forts. Quote, no lime or cement has been found in any of these structures, all of them presenting the peculiarity of being more or less consolidated by the fusion of the rocks of which they are built. This fusion, which has been caused by the application of intense heat, is not equally complete in the various forts or even in the walls of the same fort. In some cases, the stones are only partially melted and calcined. In others, their adjoining edges are fused so that they are firmly cemented together. In many instances, pieces of rock are enveloped in a glassy enamel-like coating, which binds them into a uniform whole, and at times, though rarely, the entire length of the wall presents one solid mass of vitreous substance. It is not clear why or how the walls were subjected to vitrification, end quote. Although the explanation put forward after examining these facts could be seen as a desperate attempt to continue to deny the existence of a highly aware, highly capable, intercontinental ancient civilization, which once flourished here on our planet. Who built these forts? What clearly advanced yet ancient heat technology did they use to turn the outer casing stones to glass? With the pace of such discoveries being revealed to the world increasing, it is only a matter of time before we find out. Dope, right. huh? 
Dude, ho- give me two seconds. I got to go to the bathroom. You can cut it out, but I, I, I got to talk about that real quick. Yeah, dude. Go for it. So, yeah, it's crazy that you say Eastern Europe, all I'm thinking about, too, because they say a lot of this is there, is Tartaria. And there's some things with Tartaria, too. They say, like they think that, that they got melted, buildings got melted, so stuff could have gotten like, in the way, like these fences or walls or whatever they were, could have been melted. But at the same time, I think of the Incas and like those walls, how the smooth stones all fit together, everything's melted. And the ink is kind of coming to what we were just talking about too. But go ahead, go on. If you want to take it more further, no, I think I, I think it's crazy. The one thing I was going to say there, Ken, was I think they mentioned Western Europe. But I mean, if, if it's in Eastern oh. Europe too, I mean that's all over Europe. And I'm going to read something in a second once we get into it. And they specifically mentioned the UK, and obviously the UK is in Western Europe. I mean, that's You're one right. of the farthest Western points, if not the farthest. Um. there's something up with that energy because the idea that the queen of England is the world monarchy, um, you know, why wouldn't she have, you know, kind of stayed in that spot. And there's that rumor that we pay like, I think 60% of our taxes. Some theories say they go to the Vatican. Some say that they go to the house of Windsor and oddly enough, they have some serious ties to Romania. So, I mean, this is where this very interesting cave is and a very, very interesting culture is there in Romania. And it may very well have something to do with these interdimensional beings that are like the Anunnaki, the Archons, and then the Atlanteans. That Atlantean shit's fascinating to me too, dude. I mean, you've See, got... And that's what battle. he talked about too in that uh, the article. He's like, Atlantis was real. And I forget the other ancient city that uh, that went away. But either way, yeah, they talk about how they saw in that projection Atlantis was real. And... <laughs> It's just it's crazy to me that, that that I don't know. It makes a lot of sense to me. That's all, I don't know. Yeah, Atlantis was the one where the Atlanteans lived, and the other one that you're thinking of that my, the name doesn't come to my mind right off the top here either. But that's where the uh, reptilians live. Um, so, like, I mean, this is again, I mean, some some fucking like educated asshole is probably going to think that what we're saying is insane here. But I think that this stuff has more merit than a lot of people want to actually give it credit. You know what I mean? There's Lemuria, weird going Lemuria. On. That's there you is. go, and Boom. that was the that was the, uh, the the Draco reptilians, correct? Yeah, yeah, I, I believe so. Yeah, dude. So they were like battling it out to try and see who could control humans, and uh, I mean, in the short term, evil always wins, and then uh, you know, hopefully, good will will come back to uh, sort of help us out here because shit is getting fucking nuts, and right. I'm not too happy about it. Um, but dude, I you know there since they were talking about rocks and all that shit, I, I failed to mention early on that there's these zircon crystals. Have you heard of those? Those are the oh, yeah. oldest, oldest rocks known to man. Uh, do you have a different date other than 4.2 billion years old? I mean, that's older than a lot of shit. <laughs> uh, well, for earth, that's our, that's the oldest I've heard of. I mean, that's the name they throw on it. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know any other ones. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's just, uh, there's something to be said about all this stuff. Um, but one thing that I've kind of found interesting, and, and this might be completely throwing us off here, but this uh, Nibiru electrostatic transduction field, have you heard of that? It sounds exactly like what you were talking about there. Um, it, you know, it rings a bell, but nothing's really popping in my head. Yeah, What's it's like, 
it's what you're kind of what you were talking about with the Busegi Mountain uh, force field type stuff. But it's this idea that the Anunnaki shot sonic pulses into the interplanetary grid system right around 30,000 years ago. This is what the theory alleges here. Um, that's why you have in certain spots all around the world. We have one here in Arizona. The first point is in Cairo. Uh, there's some in Canada. There's some all over the world. But this is that grid. This is the ley lines, right? Yeah, ley lines. Yep, exactly. And so this uh, kind of shoots off the energy from that shoots off into the magnetosphere, which is supposedly in the seventh dimension. I'll get into that a little little more here. But um, this prevents this interdimensional signal that may be blocking our way of being able to communicate like more efficiently, um, not only amongst ourselves, but with, you know, other beings throughout the entire earth. So the goal of the Anunnaki here was to block the human race from everywhere else. So we're sort of in this like um, firmament type of situation. We're in our own bubble here. Yeah, and I like uh, so the way I'm kind of seeing that now. It's like I, didn't, I don't know why I missed this too. I mean, I've thought about this crap for a while, but like these spots, like whether it be Iraq, Egypt, uh, up in Tibet, I think these are like the radio stations that they use to communicate, yeah. like throughout the so you know while, when they're here on Earth, because you know they said they you know they come and they go. They so I don't think they're like interdimensional way of like you know them just you know fading out into you know out of existence i think it's like there were ships that came and took them so it's i think that was their kind of yeah like i said a radio station like that's 98.5 over there's 100.7 over in tibet you know what i mean you got your different ones for different you know different stuff yeah dude and like this whole thing it blocked us from reaching a higher level of consciousness and then like you know kind of like rising through the ranks of the spiritual realm too um so that's why we're sort of stuck here and the archons siphon our energy they siphon our life force so that they can live like you said for thousands of years it's not just the gold it's our negative energy that that helps them kind of continue living on and um i mean it's just kind of crazy so they needed to accomplish this in order to sort of create this uh like this just this dumbed down version of humans because they knew that they combined their own dna with you know essentially monkeys to create humans and we could easily tap into what they know uh, just because we have a fraction of their DNA. I mean, it's gotta be some powerful shit because as we know, I mean, our DNA is not too different from like a chimpanzee, but that tiny bit of difference makes a, I mean, a gigantic actual difference. what it was dumb humans say oh that's just junk dna that doesn't mean that so we don't because we don't know what the fuck it does we're like yeah it's junk you don't do nothing like now i think every aspect of your dna is pretty important i don't know if you call it junk dude like well it's yeah, not it, like I mean, yeah if you got an extra freaking chromosome or a minus chromosome i mean you're you're severely for, different or even like the a you know abcg or ab abg or whatever the hell that shit is like abgc re- I think, yeah yeah if a, you rearrange yeah. that shit in a different way yeah it's gonna fuck with shit even if you say it's in the junk region of the dna that you don't know anything about like just because us as humans you and me don't know doesn't mean they don't do nothing like it's there for a freaking purpose you know yeah dude like you said very early on in this episode here uh humans are special and each single person is a miracle dude i mean it really is i don't mean to sound cheesy here but it's a hundred percent true though it's a fact dude even like the most cracked out you know homeless person that you see or whatever that that person is a miracle dude and you know they just sort of got fucked over by the system think about it we are gods we make life i if i don't pull out if i don't pull out tonight i mean 
I, I might be, I might be making a life. That's godlike shit. I made a human. I made a person. Like, but so that, science would say that animals do that as well. You know what I mean? So what, what do you, how do you respond to that? Do you think uh, like a dogs are gods or animals are gods too? In their own way. It's, it's a different level of consciousness to be the, you know, where you're at. I mean, obviously a dog is creating life. That's kind of a big fucking deal. And if we were created by God or gods, it's like, there's a re you know what I mean? We're made in the image and likeness. So yeah, technically, I mean, I think everything was kind of made for a reason. If God put his hand in it, I mean, yeah. call it whatever you will, the universe, the divine, whatever you, Jesus, if you want to go that route, I don't care, but everyone knows. I, I not everyone knows. I have a strong feeling there's something <laughs> there. You know what I mean? Whether yeah, me you too, want to man. believe it or not, like it's something, believe what you want. But that's why I think like, yeah, maybe they are in a sense of like their own world. Like, they can be gods. I just see us as being more powerful, but we have that third eye that a lot of the other animals don't have. So they can't see the consciousness. That's why we're like almost at a different level, you know, than they are. Yeah, man. And we can also create different types of life. You know, Uh, I I didn't want, I know that we were trying to steer away from the whole COVID talk, but with that double helix um, DNA that humans have and, and essentially every other life form on earth, um, with humans being made in the image of God, as you say, which I would agree, um, whether again, whether it's the universe, whether it's God, whether it's whatever you want to believe, um, Zeus, whatever, <laughs> sure, exactly. Dude. Um, we are what's going on right now with the whole COVID vaccine. From what I understand, it's trying to turn our double helix into a triple helix, and that's going to make the Luciferian DNA, and that's what the Luciferase is. And that's going to make these homo luminaries. I don't know if you've seen the blood samples of uh, COVID injected patients, but you shine a LED light over that shit on, under a microscope and there's luminescent tiny little dots that shine in these people's blood. Um, I don't know what the fuck that is, but that can't be good. I mean, you, 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 we understand that Lucifer is the light bringer, the light bearer, uh, you know, bringing knowledge that we shouldn't have. Um is that what the great awakening is? I don't know. I mean, it's, it's very interesting. Again, maybe I take, I take the black pill on this. Like I've made my, I've come to my conclusions with whatever this, whatever jab they want to give, whatever they're giving to people. I know it's bullshit. I know it's nothing good going to come out of it. So it's like, I kind of stopped looking into it all about what the hell it actually is just because it's like, dude, I know that's a hill I'm dying on. I'm not taking it. I don't give a shit. Like I, I don't, a lot of shit I'll argue, but this is the one like I will I'm willing to die to not get stabbed by that shit. So it's like I that's where I'm at with it. I if I hear something, I hear something, I don't go look too far into it. If anything, I hear like the guys on no agenda just talking about how you know they're pushing their agenda to try to get everyone stabbed. That's about <laughs> as far as I look at it because I'm just I fear I can lose my goddamn mind. And like I talked to you before the show, it's like dude, COVID fatigue, man. It's a real thing. It's like you're sick it of is. it almost, you know, but you gotta stay on the ball. Yeah, and I mean, I'm a little concerned about the door-to-door shit, um, but I do think that that is something that is a stretch. I don't really think that they'll carry that out on a mass scale because unless they're willing to lose a lot of their, you know, loyal workers, which I'm not saying I would do anything. I'm just saying, dude, they walk they walk up to the wrong trailer in Texas or the wrong Hillary yeah. or how about this, just the wrong pissed off person with a gun. How about this? He just stubbed his toe. His wife's cheating on him. His dog shit on the carpet. You're going to come there and knock <laughs> on his door and tell him that he's got to do something. He's going to be get the fuck off my property. And I think that's going to happen to a lot of people because I think we're sick of hearing it on the news. And now you're going to come to my goddamn door. Yeah. Woo, that well, deserves dude. a swift kick in the nuts. I don't even like people popping into my place, let alone some stranger. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that um, they're setting that up to be a big false flag, though, as well. And that's going to be a double uh, agenda that they have where you come in, you force vaccinate, and then you're also going to remove guns from uh, law-abiding citizens, which, um, you know, if some crazy asshole just starts fucking blasting these people that are trying to give them a vaccine, that's going to look bad on legal gun owners from the mainstream perspective. I don't think it's going to be taking guns. I think that's going to be like, okay, we're going to, now it is a force thing. It's, it's again, I don't know how they're going to really do it because they're not going to go into homes pulling people out, but it's going to be like, uh, I don't know if it's going to be a vax card or something like that, but they're going to make it a way to where life's going to be really fucking hard for you to deal with. You know what I mean? It's not going to be, yeah, you could probably go out. That's why it's going to be like, it's going to be like uh, the hunger games, dude. That's exactly what they got this shit going on, you know? Exactly, dude. So, like I said, I didn't want to talk about that. I just had to mention that because of what you said good, there. It was a good tangent, but right, right let, I know. Let, let me get back to okay. So that last room, we talked about the projection room, right? Yes, and all that. So the last thing that was in there, there were three tunnels that are in there. I think they're like eight foot high, like round tunnels. Like you can see them. There's one in the middle. Like when you first walk into that projection room, there and there's two off to either side. So they know the one tunnel is like from Romania over to Egypt. I think it's Cairo. And that's what I was saying. There's a Sphinx on top of this mountain in Busegi, the Busegi Mountains. So there's a Sphinx there, Sphinx in Egypt. Is it Cairo or Iraq? I'm not saying that that it's not Cairo. No, because there's multiple. Okay. See, that's why I, the end of this article, it kind of confused me the way they worded it. So I, I, I had to break it down and literally write gotcha. it out. I'm like, okay, now it makes sense. Okay. Uh, so the, that was the left tunnel goes to Egypt. The right tunnel is Romania to the Tibetan Plateau. That's like where they found this goes. And then there's a third tunnel, right? Um, But it has like secondary shoots off it. So it's like, it doesn't go to one place. It goes to three separate places. So the three tunnels, the last, that third one is three separate areas, which it goes to Buzaru, Romania. So I'm guessing somewhere close by. Then that goes to I. Then there's one that goes to Iraq within there within that tunnel, and then the last one is the Gobi Desert in Mongolia. It goes somewhere there. I didn't see where the actual final location was. I just kind of was again doing that all off. Oh no, that was the two tunnels because my bad. The second tunnel had the three secondary ones off of them, and then the third tunnel they believe goes to Middle Earth, Agartha. Oh shit! And the Nazis yeah. were obsessed with that dude. Like you said, the, you read in a book they had. Their U-boats had all those tunnels in Antarctica, and they believe that there's an opening down there to get in. And that's it's funny you brought up like how the how the oceans came to be. You're like, oh yeah, you know the water from uh, whatever we hit, you know, turned into our oceans. That's the deepest part. So they're they're that Agartha basically. It's like they, they even say like scientifically, there's like a a sea of water within the mantle. And that's what this is. They say that the water actually, there's a water cycle within inner earth and outer earth. And it's just like this stuff that All right, everybody, that wraps up this portion of the free version of my conversation with Ken of Black Pill Radio. Log on to patreon.com slash dangerous world. You get to hear this really interesting uh, alien hacking into a TV news channel. That was fascinating. Um, Hope to see you guys over there. Enjoy, everybody. Take care.